0: Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love.
1: I'm sitting in Stone Cathedral that is probably about 200 years old. This cathedral is one of the many churches that have been built in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. It's Christmas time. I'm sitting on one of the wooden benches as I'm listening to my friends Brady and Carol Ann Allred perform musical numbers in the Duquesne Choir Christmas Performance. I'm looking around at the arched ceiling and the beautiful stained glass pictures that are around. I'm listening to the Christmas music that is wafting through the corridors. I'm looking all around at this unique edifice, one in which I've never set foot before. And as I'm looking around, I look behind me, and about 30 feet away from me is sitting Mr. Rogers. Yes, the Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He's sitting there with a big smile on his face as he's listening to the music as well. I elbow my wife and I say, Lisa, there's Mr. Rogers over there. And she turns and looks, and yes, she confirms that what I am seeing is actually what she is seeing. It is Mr. Rogers sitting over there. He is 30 feet away from me. I remember before moving to Pittsburgh that I told my dad that I hoped that I would be able to run into Mr. Rogers someday. My wife and I are actually getting ready to move from Pittsburgh. I've just finished my master's degree in social work. And I'm getting ready to move to Yuma, Arizona, where I'm going to start as a therapist working with children and families. We have about two weeks left before we are moving, and we're sitting in this beautiful Christmas concert, and I have the opportunity to meet Mr. Rogers. Now, I didn't want to be intrusive. I didn't want to bother him. He's there enjoying the Christmas festivals just like everybody else. And so me and my wife are sitting there thinking, maybe we shouldn't bother him. He probably is bothered so much by other people. He probably is overwhelmed by the number of people who want to meet him. Why don't we just let him be? But the man that is sitting next to us and overhears our conversation tells us, you know, you guys only have about two weeks left, and then you may never have this opportunity again are you really going to miss it and so during the intermission my wife and I walk over to Mr. Rogers my wife says to him Mr. Rogers I want to thank you for helping make my childhood better you were one of the bright lights of my childhood that gave me great joy and I just want to tell you how grateful I am For you and the light that you shine. Well, Mr. Rogers stood up. And surprisingly, he was a little bit shorter than me. You would never know that if you were watching him on camera. But he was a little bit shorter than me. He shook my wife's hand. And then he shook my hand. And he told us how grateful he was that we were willing to come over and say hello to him. And then he proceeded to engage in a conversation that lasted about 15 minutes. He asked why we were there, and he asked what I was doing in Pittsburgh. I told him that I was getting a master's degree in social work, and as stated before, was about ready to move to Yuma to work with children. Mr. Rogers blessed me in my efforts to lift other people. I can't describe the feeling To have Mr. Rogers give a blessing over me and the work that I do in blessing the lives of people and helping them find their light and their love. And then he shared with us a thought that I will never forget. He told my wife and I that people are simple and deep, but that the world makes us shallow and complicated. I don't remember exactly everything else that he said, but I remember those words have stuck with me ever since. The world makes us shallow and complicated, but indeed, as humans, we are simple and deep. I remember that he explained a little bit more about what that means, but as I have contemplated upon the world that we live in, the many things that we make meaningful that really are meaningless the drama that we create in our lives that doesn't need to be there and really the simple things that bring us joy a smile a laugh holding hands looking at a beautiful sunset those are the things that bring great joy and they're simple things they're not the money and the finances and all of the bells and whistles that we think will bring us joy. But really, it's the simple things that bring us joy. This Friday, a movie is coming out about Mr. Rogers, played by the wonderful Tom Hanks. I recently read an article by Mr. Rogers' wife, who happened to also be sitting next to him, And we had the opportunity of meeting her as well. and She was just as gracious and kind as he was. I read an article recently where she was very concerned about the way that her husband was going to be portrayed. In one documentary that I have seen, Mr. Rogers' son says that it's hard to be the son of Mr. Rogers, who is basically Jesus incarnate. This man of pure love and compassion who seems to love everybody. And in that documentary, also suffered ridicule, rejection, and abandonment, just as others have experienced. And so, Mr. Rogers's wife was very concerned about how this movie was going to portray Mr. Rogers, and particularly that it was going to make it seem like this love, this unconditional compassion for others came easy for him, because she wanted to reassure everybody that it did not. Unconditional love takes work, and it was a daily practice that Mr. Rogers embarked on every day of his life. He practiced unconditional love, especially when it was hard to do so. Mr. Rogers is one of my heroes. I am grateful for his passion for proclaiming love and kindness, for teaching us healthy ways to deal with our emotions, to be able to learn that it's okay to talk about what we're feeling and to share what we're feeling with others rather than act out in violence or hurting other people. I'm so grateful for him, and I'm really looking forward to the movie that is coming out that will be another reminder of the blessing that I had of spending 15 minutes with Mr. Rogers and to be able to experience his unconditional love for me and the message that he wanted me to understand, that people are simple and deep, but the world makes us shallow and complicated. It's time for a question. Megan asked, How do you develop self-esteem and self-love? That is a beautiful question, one that I'm really glad that she asked. And it just so happens that today, November 19th, is also the day that my new book, A Year of Self-Love, is available to purchase. Until today, people were able to order a pre-sell copy of the book, but it wasn't going to be shipped out until today. And so today is the actual launch date of A Year of Self-Love. And A Year of Self-Love was written with 365 entries of daily wisdom and inspiration to help you love yourself. And just like Mr. Rogers had to work every day to practice compassion for others, The way that we develop self-love for ourselves is exactly the same. It is a daily practice. It is something that we need to do on a daily basis. It is so easy for us to be able to be enveloped and overwhelmed by the shadows of shame that convince us that we're not enough, that there's something wrong with us, that we can't trust other people, that we need to be seen as something that we're not. That we're better than everybody else all those shadows of shame can wrap around us and disconnect us from the people around us and the shadows of shame definitely make life more complicated and cause us to become very shallow but when we're able to remove the shadows of shame we're able to stand in our light and our love and practice self-compassion, it becomes so much easier to remember that we are simple people with deep capacity to love. We have a deep capacity to love ourselves, and we have a deep capacity to share that love with other people. And so to answer your question, Megan, how do we do that? We have to practice it every day. And the beauty of the book that I wrote is that there are 365 entries that have quotes, stories, little exercises, mantras that we can use that remind us every day to practice a little bit of self-love. One of my readers told me that what she really likes about the book is that she can pick it up, she can read it, it will take less than a minute or two to read it, and yet then she can carry that message with her for the rest of the day. She can ponder upon the meaning and she can practice that that step of self-compassion that day. And at the end of the day, she can celebrate that she was able to practice that element of self-compassion. I'm hoping that you are able and willing to embark on a daily practice of self-love. It's just like anything else. If you want to get better at playing the piano or a musical instrument, or you want to get better at playing a sport, or you want to get better at anything that is important to you, you realize that it's going to take practice. Even if you have talent and ability, that is not going to be enough for you to be able to master that unless you practice every day. And that's the same with self-love. The other part that you asked though, Megan, was how do you develop self-esteem? And really, self-esteem is a thought process about what do I believe about myself. When we connect with our self-worth, which is different than self-esteem, but when we connect with our self-worth, we don't have to worry about self-esteem. In fact, when we connect with our worth as a human being—that we matter, that we have gifts and talents, and light to share with the world—we're able actually to get out of our own way, and we're not worried about ourselves. Self-esteem is: am I am I enough? Do I do I have value? Do I do I feel good about myself? But self-worth is actually at the basis of self-esteem. Connecting with the truth that we already are valuable. Now some of you may have heard about this example. The story goes that a therapist pulls out a hundred dollar bill and is talking to his client about self-worth and he asks the client, how much is this money worth? And The client says, well, it's worth $100. And he says, well, what kind of things could you buy with $100? And the client begins to tout off what kind of things could be bought with $100. And then the therapist crumples up the $100 into a small ball and throws it on the ground. And he says, well, now how much is it worth? And the client says, well, it's worth $100. And he says, well, I just crumpled it up. I like made it really small and it's all wrinkly now. Does that diminish its value? And the client said, well, no, no, that it's still worth $100. And he says, well, what if I get a crayon and I scribble on it a little bit and I tear it a little bit and I tape it back together? Is it still worth $100? And the client said, well, yeah. He, he said, you mean I could take this crumpled up, dirty, contaminated, written on hundred dollar bill to the store and I could still buy the things that you mentioned. And the client said, well, yeah. And he said that and this hundred dollars is worth a hundred dollars, no matter the condition that it comes in, it's still worth a hundred dollars. And that's the same about us, we are of infinite worth, no matter the condition that we come in, no matter the body size, the challenges that we're working in, the, the different challenges that we have in and outside of our body, the mental issues that we maybe are experiencing, the wounds that we carry, we are of infinite worth. We have a lot to offer. And connecting with that helps us to actually get out of our own way and share that value and that love with other people. It really doesn't matter the condition that we're in. Surprisingly, when we are able to start connecting with our worth, then we are more willing to actually practice self-care. We're more willing to practice self-compassion because we resonate with our worth and we want to take care of ourselves. We care for that which we value. What we value, we care for. I hope that you'll be able to pick up your copy of Your Self-Love. It is available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. I hope you also have the opportunity to go check out the Mr. Rogers movie that's coming out this Friday and reflect on the blessings that people like Mr. Rogers have been in your life and think about how you can pay back that to someone else, how you can make shine a light of hope and love in someone else's life. I am, I'm really grateful that the movie is coming out during Thanksgiving time, an opportunity for us to practice gratitude and appreciate our blessings. It's an opportunity for us to appreciate who we are and not in an egotistical way, but in a humble way, be able to realize that I have something to offer this world. I have a message, I have a voice, I have love, I have gifts that I want to share with other people. And I'm going to do that because it brings me joy. And I love it when other people share their gifts with me too because it brings me joy to see them smile.
0: You've been listening to the Finding Peace Podcast. If we added value to your life, let us know or give us a rating. Before you go, subscribe to the show and get new episodes as soon as they are published. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us, and don't forget to grab your free copy of the Amazon best-selling book, *The Art of Peace*, by going to www.troyllove.com. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.